Hello, ghouls, and welcome to Brave the Basement. I'm your host, the Ghoul the Rules. I'm your co-host, Blackwater Jack 2. If you enjoy getting a little scared, ghost stories, haunted houses, a believer in the supernatural, or maybe even a skeptic wanted to look at things from a different perspective, then this is the show for you. Hey, Blackjack, how's it going? I'm doing pretty good. How about you? I am super excited because this is our season four opener. All right. So, like always, what are we doing today? So, before I get into that, you're ignoring a couple things, Blackjack. I am? Yeah, we got some announcements here. Ooh. Ah. So, you will notice, since this is season four, not season one, not season two, not season three, but season four, we have a brand new logo, and you could see that logo well, you're going to see it when you listen to the episode. And we have brand new entrance music. What do you think of that entrance music? Uh, I, I love it. I remember when you first showed me, and I was like, wow, that's, that's a little creepy. Um, so once again, the musical ghoul has came through in extraordinary fashion here. Uh, I think this is my favorite one so far. What's your favorite one, Blackjack? Ooh, uh, this, this was a good one. Um, gosh. I think I loved season two. I don't. Rem- I don't remember off the top of my head. I know I've heard it a thousand times. I would have to replay it, but probably season two. Season two. So you're voting season two right now. My vote is season four, even though I am a little partial to season one, just because it was the you know the whole the original the whole, yeah. right exactly. And I'm still not ready because I got to pick on you just a little bit, Blackjack. Oh no. So. You know, what they say is you're supposed to be hitting the weights, not the weights hitting you. Okay, okay. To to to, know, to tell you guys, uh, so recently I was working out in the gym, and I was unracking a 25-pound weight. And because, you know, I'm sweating in the gym, my hands are like butter, literally, I dropped the weight on my toe, and it hurts. So it's all bruised, but... You know, Black One Jack Two is all right. He'll survive. He's done. He's he's gotten worse before. So, just so everyone doesn't worry too much about Black Jack, he did just come back from playing the game of basketball. Yeah, we're so he's going to survive. But I did have to pick on him just a little bit. So now that we got all that fun stuff out of the way, we're going to go ahead and dive right in to what this episode is all about. And like always, what is our episode today? It is about the Waverly Hills Sanatorium in Louisville, Kentucky. Now, can you give us more on that? So before I go into the history of this place, not only is this episode going to be about the sanatorium, but I got an interview with two tour guides that work at the sanatorium. That is really cool that we were able to get two of the uh, tour guides to come on uh, on the show. So thank you guys for that. So after I give you a little bit of history and explain to you what Waverly Hills Sanatorium is all about, we'll go ahead and play that interview for you guys. So the Waverly Hills Sanatorium uh, is well known for in the paranormal community as being one of the most haunted places on earth. The sanatorium dates back to 1883 when Major Thomas H. Hayes needed a school for his daughter to attend. So he started a one-room schoolhouse on Pages Lane in Louisville, Kentucky. The schoolhouse was named the Waverly School, and Major Hayes named the property Waverly Hill. 
Later, when the board of Tuberculosis Hospital purchased the land and opened a clinic, they kept the Waverly name. They began construction on the clinic in 1908, and it officially opened on July 26, 1910. The building was designed to accommodate 40 to 50 tuberculosis patients safely, and at the time, tuberculosis was a severe disease. People diagnosed with TB were isolated from the general public and placed in an area where they could rest and have plenty of fresh air. Sanatoriums were built on high hills surrounded by peaceful woods to create a serene atmosphere to help the patients recover. TB was becoming an epidemic in Louisville, and the clinic was filled with more than 140 patients. Officials knew they needed a larger hospital and sanatoriums to treat many other impacted by the condition. Construction on a new sanatorium began in March 1924, and it opened for business on October 20th, 1926. Waverly Hills was a self-contained community, a city in of itself complete with its own zip code. It had its own post office and water treatment facility, grew its own fruits and vegetables, raised its own meat for slaughter, and maintained many other necessities of everyday life. Today, the massive collegiate Gothic-style sanatorium remains standing on Waverly Hill. It once accommodated at least 400 patients and was considered one of the most modern and well-equipped facilities at the time. The facility served as a tuberculosis hospital until 1961, when a discovery of an antibiotic that successfully treated and cured TB rendered the facility obsolete. It was closed down and quarantined, then renovated. In 1962, the building reopened as a nursing home that eventually became known as Woodhaven Medical Services, a geriatric facility. Woodhaven Medical was closed by the state in 1981. Today, Waverly Hills Sanatorium is maintained and run by the Waverly Hills Historical Society, a 501c3 nonprofit organization formed to save the building and promote the education of its history and its impact on the local community. The Historical Society now runs tours and investigations on site at Waverly Hills to help raise funds to accommodate this goal. Man, tuberculosis. Every time I hear that, man, I think of Red Dead Redemption 2 with Arthur Morgan. R.I.P. Sorry for the spoilers. But, I mean, that is just some cool history and some background. Uh, That was awesome of them to keep the building still going and having tour guides there. Yeah, so you can book tours there, Blackjack, and... um, I don't want to give away too much information because it is an interview, but not only does it have a really cool history, but it is a very haunted place, and it is a very popular tourist destination for people to go have some paranormal experiences. So I've had enough of me talking about it. Are you ready for the interview? Yes, I am. So, All right, ghouls. Here is the interview with two tour guides from the Waverly Hills Sanatorium. Hello, ghouls. I'm here today. we got two very special guests, and we're going to talk about Waverly Hills Sanatorium. Our first guest is Renee Satterley. Renee has been working in some form of medical area since 2003. She has been interested in the paranormal since she can remember. Her mom always said that she thought Renee had some kind of gift. Waverly Hills Sanatorium has been her home since 2005, and has given her numerous opportunities to learn more about the paranormal. 
She's been to several other places and has several more on her bucket list, including Ohio State Reformatory, the Velisca Axe Murder House, and the Stanley Hotel, just to name a few. Renee is the tour guide, lead overnight investigator, and supervisor. Hey, Renee, how's it going? Pretty good. How about you? I'm doing fantastic. Thank you so much for being on the podcast. Thank you for having us. And we also have with us Marty Sadley. Marty has volunteered with Waverly Hill since 2005. He has served nearly six years as an overnight host and about eight years working the nighttime security shifts. Marty has had an ample alone time in the sanatorium and has proven to give him a myriad of paranormal stories and sightings. Hey, Marty, thanks for joining. Oh, thank you. So uh, if you guys don't mind, if you could tell us a little bit of the history of Waverly Hills. All righty. Well, um, Waverly Hills was a tuberculosis hospital. There was actually three buildings that stood on the property that the main building stands on today. Uh, but the main building was built in 1926. That's when it opened up, and it ran till about 61 after streptomycin was found, which is the antibiotic they used to cure TB. Um, and then it opened back up in 1962 as Woodhaven Geriatrics Hospital. And it wasn't just like a nursing home. A lot of people think geriatrics nursing home, but it was basically for anybody, really. Um, people would bring in their family members because they didn't know about dementia or, or Alzheimer's or autism or anything like that. So they would bring anybody in and that closed down in 1980 because of abuse and neglect. And then the building has been abandoned ever since. But um, there was a lot of a lot of uh, treatments, a lot of procedures, and a lot of things like that that went on during the Waverly times to try to find ways to cure TB. Most their biggest thing was fresh air and sunlight. So they had a solarium where they had the patients sit out there during the night and day to try to get fresh air and sunlight. So I was looking at some some photographs of Waverly Hills online, and this is a a pretty big place and, and it's been around for a very long time do you guys do any kind of restoration work to the property that's what our goal is right now that's why we do the tours we do the overnights um anything that we do up there any money that brings in goes right back into restoring her so we kept it clean as much as we possibly can up there we've added um New doors, fire escapes, new windows. Um, trying to think, fires or uh, fire extinguishers. We we've tried to clean up the nurses' wing. We're hoping to open that up here soon. It, if you've ever been, it's a, a lot of work, but it's a lot of work in progress. So we're we're continuing to do something new every day, hopefully. So when I introduced uh, both of you, I, I gave just a, a, a brief bio of each of you. So if, if you don't mind, if you could share a little bit of your background and some of your experiences as a tour guide. So um, we'd be here all day long if I told you every single thing that happened to me up there. <laughs> um, I mean, I, I've seen full body apparitions. I've seen shadow people. I've walked around that building by myself and heard my name called. You know, doors have slammed right in my face. Um, my first full body apparition was actually with 
Marty, my husband, we were walking down the solarium on the fourth floor, and we had an overnight group in there, and this old man just popped out of a room, looked at us, and he had a suit on. And we just looked at each other and was like, we don't remember any guests coming in here wearing a suit. So we started to walk up to him, and he turned around, went back in the room, and just disappeared. Um, that was my full first ever full body apparition. I've seen maybe a handful of those up there. Those are very rare. Shadow people are crazy up there. That's all you ever see most up there. And they're everywhere. They're every floor. And they're just basically what I said. They're shadows. They walk out of a room and it looks like a shadow standing there. And they turn around and they disappear or they take off real quick. So, um, I've had doors slam right in my face when I go to walk into a room. Nothing be on the other side. I've had cold spots when it's a very, very hot day there. <laughs> which those are good because it cools you off. But it's weird to feel something cold when you're sitting there sweating. So would you say that that full body apparition that you've seen is one of your most unfor unforgettable moments? Or have you had? Oh, most definitely. Most definitely. And what about you, Marty? What was your most unforgettable moment? Uh, well, the first time I went up there, I went on a tour before I actually started volunteering. Um, hanging back, I really didn't really believe. I just wanted to check out the building. So I hung out in the very back of the tour group. Got down on the second floor by uh, Lois Higgs' room, uh, one of the patients that was there. Um, we were sitting there just chit-chatting with the uh, tour assistants in the back. Well, we just happened to look over, and one of the doors were closed, and I seen a mist form up into a body, and you can see the hands holding on to the door frame. And it stayed there for a good two or three minutes, and I got other people's attention, so they came back here and looked at it, and we just watched it for a little while. And all of a sudden, it was like the wind blew, and it just blew away. So that was my first experience. But my most memorable one we didn't actually see anything, but we were camping out inside the building during a thunderstorm one night. We were staying in the chapel, and we, me and my wife had our tent, and then we had another security guard had his tent. And this was before we put windows in, so rain was coming in. But I got ready to doze off, and Renee started shaking me. She's like, no, you can't go to sleep yet. I was like, why? And she goes, I'm hearing stuff. Next thing you know... You hear something, you hear the guy next to us snoring in his tent. His tent starts unzipping. Then you hear something running down the hall. It sounded like he was laughing, like barefoot running down the hall. I had not gotten any sleep that night anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it freaked me out. As soon as that daylight came, we were out of that building. So, I mean, that was my first couple experiences, but... Like she said, we have so many experiences in there, it's, it's just unreal. So other than your own personal experiences, what are some of your favorite stories that's came from other people? Mine's actually a picture that happened this past September um, on a tour that I gave. Uh, it was a 10 o'clock paranormal tour, and I always tell my groups, take three pictures in a row. That way they could go home and compare them and make sure that they didn't catch, like, the way the paint's chipping off the wall or something like that. 
And there was this lady in the group, and she was at the front of the group, and she snapped three pictures. And then all of a sudden, she come running, yelling for her husband to come see what she captured. And then when we got up to the next floor, they showed me the picture that she captured. And the picture is red, and it's because of our exit signs. It lights up the whole entire building. And this picture showed, to me, it looks like an orderly walking down the hall. It was just a white figure, and it looked like a full-body apparition, but there was nobody standing in the middle of the hall when this picture was taken. Nobody was walking down the hall, nothing. And that just, to me, was the craziest thing that's happened to me on a tour. So I, I was talking to uh, a couple friends today. Uh, I was telling them that I was going to be conducting this interview, and uh, one of them actually lived in the Louisville area for a while. And he said, "Ask them something." And I and I and forgive me because I don't know exactly something about a a, a body drop or something. Uh, body shoot. Yeah. All right. Uh, you want to go over this or not? <laughs> you're you're more you know the person to ask. So there's a, there's a body shoot. Yes. Um, but it wasn't originally used. Body and they built it before the building was built that way because the train tracks that run along Dixie Highway, they would bring supplies and to bring it up to the building. So they built this chute to take to the bottom of the hill to get the supplies and bring it back up to the top. Well, at one point, well, different points of the epidemic, there was a death an hour and Waverly was really, really big about keeping the morale up in there. So, they didn't want people that were sitting out on the solarium seeing a hearse drive up every hour picking up these bodies. So they took away what they used for the supplies and replaced it with a gurney to take the bodies down to the train tracks. And at the bottom, the train would pick them up, a hearse or an ambulance. But an orderly or a nurse would walk beside the gurneys all the way down to the bottom. And it's almost 500 feet down. And it's at a 45-degree angle, and there's two stairs of landing, two stairs of landing, no handrail to hold on to. So when you're walking down it, it's a breeze. It's no problem at all. I mean, it feels like somebody's trying to push you down it because of the 45-degree angle. But when you walk, turn around and walk back up, that's the hardest part. And it still feels like somebody's trying to push you down, but it's it's not paranormal. It's just gravity working against you, so... But everybody comes to see the body shoot, and then they get kind of disappointed because they think it's like a laundry shoot, but it's not. They didn't just throw them down there. So it's very interesting to see if you've never seen it before. And yeah. everybody wants to walk down it, and then when they do walk down it and walk back up, they regret every minute of it. <laughs> it's a horrible so, walk back up. So, so if you do a tour, you, you, you get to, to, to do that walk? If you do a two-hour tour, paranormal or historical, we don't allow you to walk all the way down just because it's a bad walk back up. And we've had people that have just said, I can't do the rest of the tour. And we don't want people's tours being ruined just because they walk down the body chute. So in order to walk all the way down it, you have to come on an overnight. So since we're on the topic of the tours, um, for any anybody who's never been there, what can they expect during a tour? 
Well, it's two hours long, so you, you get every floor of the building, and we go on a certain path, but the paranormal tour, you get mostly that. You get paranormal stories, you get some history into it, but it's mostly trying to get people to experience something or see something. Uh, we do do an experiment where we stop on one of the floors to try to get people to see shadow people. Now, you, so, you mentioned it's a two-hour tour, but uh, you, you mentioned earlier that there are some overnight tours. We have we offer two types of overnights. We have Publix. Those are Friday and Saturday nights. And those are for six hours. And then we have private overnights. Those are Sunday through Thursday, and those are for eight hours. So that's, that's a pretty long tour. That's got to be very – especially for those like us in, in the paranormal community that just – Love this sort of thing. That would be a dream come true for me. Oh, most definitely. Yes. So we are. So heading, we are what's that? <laughs> I have to ask. So you've never been? I've never been there. No. Oh, wow. Okay. I, I would love to go. You need to. Come see us. We'd love you. So we are heading into the fall. Unfortunately for, for me, because I, I just love summer, but fall does have Halloween. So, right. so we are we are coming up on Halloween in the fall season. It's going to be here before you know it. So, do you have any special events or anything upcoming for this fall season? Well, we have it's in the works. Um, don't know exactly how it's going to play out, but we just need to keep an eye on the Facebook, on our website, everything, just to see announcements of what's going to come up. We do still offer overnights during the haunted house or during the Halloween. Sorry, um, but there may be other things coming along. We just don't know for sure what yet. And and what would be your website in case anyone wants to check it out? That would be www.therealwaverlyhills.com. And then we also have a Facebook page. We have an Instagram page, a Twitter, and a TikTok. Now, I saved this question for the end, and so I have in my notes here to ask about the woman in white who only appears during this season. Oh, okay. I know what you're talking about. I've never personally seen her, but I've heard several stories of her. She has been seen on the third floor, and people have confused her as somebody on the tour they've gone up to talk to her to tell her to come back with the group and she just disappears or she just keeps walking and then disappears um but she looks like she's just wearing i guess a, a hospital gown because she's all white and all white and black hair from what i've been told and so like i said it says in my notes that she only appears during the this season so that would mean the fall season so Roughly around Halloween time. Yep. Yep. Well, Renee and Marty, I want to thank you so much for uh, spending time with us here at Brave the Basement. Uh, absolutely enjoyed it. Um, I would love to come down and and take a tour. I mean, this is just right up my alley, obviously. And uh, we've never even met in person. So if, so if I do make, make myself down there, uh, I will definitely make sure to introduce myself to both of you. Most definitely, yes. So thanks again for coming on Brave the Basement. Thank you so much.
So, we, Blackjack, what'd you think of that interview? Oh my gosh, I, I I enjoyed that whole interview. Like the first couple minutes, I was already having uh, uh, chills and goosebumps. I remember looking at you, and you're like, you, he was a uh, ghoul who rules was literally. Uh, shaking his head like yes at me i was like oh my gosh especially with the uh uh the, the story with uh how how they were uh staying at the like the place right and the security guard falls asleep how does he how does the security guard literally fall asleep a sound asleep in like one of the most haunted places in America. Because like, blackjack, uh, they were staying in tents. They were camping there. I know it's crazy. Like, come on. And that was that was my favorite one too. Because well, you know what an avid camper. How much I love camping. Oh yeah. And so, you know, just sitting around a campfire. And, and obviously, they're not sitting around a campfire there. But you know, you sit around a campfire. You tell ghost stories. Um, and then you know, growing up camping. You know, is always is someone gonna chicken out and and go in the house? Because you know, when you're when you're ten, you're you're yeah. just camping in your backyard, and hearing that story, you know, you're you're going back in your mind to that time, you know, backyard camping, and if someone was to start opening up the t the zipper on the tent, it's I'd over. Have, it's yeah, over. It's, yeah, it's I'd over. Been done. But here's the here's the difference. You're in your backyard. They're in one of the most haunted places in America. I don't think I would be getting any sleep at all. That it was. Uh, I love the stories. Uh, I, I, I was just like shivers, man. It was just doors being shut in your face. I mean, uh, it, it was awesome. So the the million dollar question here, Blackjack, would you like to take a tour of this place? Yes. Okay. I literally. I. Uh, after we listened to the interview, I was like, let's go. I really want to go so bad. Uh, I'm just, I'm, I just want to go. So just to remind everybody, um, and I'll have uh, some links in the description of, of this episode, so you, you don't have to remember the website. Blackjack, what was the website? It was www.therealwaverlyhills.com. Dot com. You got, you got. If you don't do dot com, I, just... I know. I, I. I got the first half right, not the dot com. Forgot the dot com. But no, anyway, guys, seriously, if you're interested, I'm seriously interested. I know Blackjack's like, we need to go. Yes. We need to check this out. Hey, get a hold of these guys. Get a tour. Uh, like they said, the fall season's coming up. This is, you know, we're heading into my favorite holiday, Halloween. I, I love the fall time. You know, it's like. Summer happens, super heat, uh, but then you get the fall time where it's like you still got your hot days, but you're still getting that little chill. It's just, it's like we ain't winter yet, but we ain't summer. You know well, what I mean? so I, I get conflicted because, you know, summer's my always been my favorite time. And I just think that goes back to being a kid and you wasn't in school anymore and you didn't have to do homework and you got to do whatever you wanted. And, you know, it kind of carries over to adult life where, you know, you do a lot, most of your outdoor activities. And when fall starts coming, so when we start getting to, towards later in September, I'm usually, ah, summer's over. But when we get a couple weeks out from Halloween, I start getting real excited because I love Halloween. It is just a fun time. Uh, I, I just, I am excited. Like, I am 
literally, I am excited. Hopefully, we can make something happen with the tour. You're be- you're you're really really wanting to go. I am you. pushing it. <laughs> <laughs> so before we get out of here, Blackjack, just once again, I would like to thank Renee Satterley and Marty Satterley for coming on the show. Um, and also would like to thank Tristan. Uh, Tristan works with the Waverly Hills Sanatorium, and Tristan set up this whole thing. So thank you, Tristan. Uh, we really enjoyed it. And is there anything else you want to say, Blackjack? Uh, other than thank you guys so much for this. This was, uh, was an awesome episode. I loved hearing the interview. It was just so much fun. I am very excited. So thank you guys so much. So just remember, I will have some links. That way you guys can find their website. Book yourself a tour. Get down there and have a good time. So if you have any ghost photos, if you have any ghost stories, if you would like to record your own story and send it to us at bravedebasement at gmail.com, we'll try to get it on the show. We'll throw it up on the website at bravedebasement.weebly. Where's it at, Blackjack? Dot com. com. See, I was just testing you to make sure you got it. So that's bravedebasement.weebly.com. And that brings us to the end. We hope that we brought you just a little fright. And remember when you're up late at night and you hear something in the other room that just doesn't seem right. It's okay if you need to turn on the light to protect yourself from things to go bump in the night. I'm your host, the Ghoul That Rules. I'm your co-host, Black One Jack 2. And I hope to see you again. Until next time. <laughs>